0: Hello everyone, this is Dovi Shapiro, and today I will be interviewing Rabbi David Tachtel, Shliak to the University of Illinois and Champaign-Urbana, on the topic of raising $100,000 in 48 hours. I just want to say thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your experiences and help Shluchim have more Atzlach in their Shluchus.
1: It's my pleasure to be here with you, and after always hearing your podcast, it's my pleasure to be able to help a future podcast.
0: Thank you, Dovin. So before we get started, I, I would like to thank our sponsors. I would like to thank Spotsman Jewelers, The Metana Group, Gift Card Zen, and Ohana Pay. Thank you for making uh, the Shluchim podcast available to all Shluchim. So let's get right to it. Um, David. recently you had a year-end campaign where you had a goal to raise, I believe, $100,000 in 48 hours, and it was an amazing success to see not just that you raised your goal and you went over your goal, but that you ended up having 350 unique donors in that campaign, which is, um, which is amazing to see. In addition to that, um, many shluchim have been doing the three-to-one campaigns, and uh, um, or meaning one dollar is, is matched by three donors and ends up being worth four dollars. And you did it one for one, which makes it much more challenging. And again, you were able to reach your goal. So, in order to, to to have success in a campaign like that, there has to be proper planning. And um, I would just love to hear um, what you could share with Shluchim how to make a campaign like this successful. And why did you even embark on such a um, it, such a big goal?
1: This is a very good questions. The real question we have to ask ourselves why do we want to make this campaign? What was my goals? And what are many of our goals? You know I live in a very unique dynamic. On the one hand I have a university which I'm servicing students and at the same time, I'm also living in a community with a couple of thousand Jews. So when you service students, you know you're fundraising from second degree donors because you're fundraising from people that aren't your direct recipients. and the local community, people don't think the same way as larger gifts or even giving. So we're faced with a challenge. How do we, A, get people to know that Chabad is 100% donor based It's not out of in New York. B, how do we expand our donors? and not have the same people always supporting you. They want to see new people coming to the table. And C, in general, how do you reach your goals for the end of the year? So when we went into this campaign, it wasn't just about reaching the goals, which was very important. It was about how do we really expand our donor base and how do we educate people how we operate and that therefore through that expand our donor base. That was a very big goal of our campaign, all three. So in order to reach those goals, what we did is a few different things. A, we met with many different people in the community before we met the goal, both in the local community and in our campus community, and shared with them what we're doing and why we are doing it. And I asked them that when we go into the campaign, we need them to work with us. The greatest thing I think generally in Shulchan, not only in fundraising, is that we have to have our people become our parish Shulchan. whether it's outreach, inviting new people in, helping to do programming, and same thing with fundraising. We have to help them help us because we're all in it together. So when I sat with these people and I explained them what we are doing, and so of the campaign goes out, please reach out to your friends. And we also did the matchathon through Menachem Gansberg, which has teams. So actually... Some people made teams. we on campus. We have fraternities and sororities. and the fraternities and sororities. Made teams. So that was the one way to get the word out. Have them do the work for us. Second thing is when people see that they're getting solicited, not just by the rabbi or by the rabbisand, but by people in the community, they take more notice and say, oh, my God, what is going on and why do they care about it? So going into it, that was the two big areas that we did, educating people what we're going to do and asking them to promote it on our behalf. But many people asked me, Rabbi, what should I write? I said, don't ask me what to write. I want you to write why is Chabad important to you. So I didn't make any pre-written scripts. I just said what the key is, but everyone wrote in their words why it's important to them. And what came out of this was that people was more authentic, it was more real, it was more by the people. In return, during the actual campaign, although we picked a very challenging time because our students were not on campus, most people were on vacation then, when the campaign started, whenever I reached out to people I asked people don't just promote the don't just give me a donation but please promote the campaign so people say Rabbi I can't help I said hey just post it or I can't help please help and post it so I realized at the time was going on more and more people were sharing it I'm posting it I'm making it theirs and more the people were giving so most of our gifts were smaller gifts have been anything from eighteen dollars to hundred and eighty dollars obviously you need a few larger gifts to make it happen but the key is, many smaller gifts expanding your pool of donors. Now, of course, as many times we're enticed to, oh, I'll put in a large gift that I had here, or a large gift that I had there, but we're fooling ourselves because those are money we had anyways and we're not reaching our goals. So again, going back to how I started, when we start a campaign, you have to think, why am I doing the campaign? And then make your goals accordingly. If you're doing it just because everyone else is doing it, then... You know, you might reach your goals, but you're not gonna. You might make the money, but you're not gonna really reach your goals. If you have the money you had anyway, then you feel good. It's Not about feeling good, it's about really reaching those goals. So
0: you're saying that it's it's not simply that you have many students involved and uh, alumni over the years. In addition to that, you did see through this campaign that people that you did not know donated. You're saying you wanted- reached new
1: donors. Most of the donors in this campaign were all new donors. And I'm not only talking about students, you may be sitting and thinking, David is different because he has students. A lot of my donors came from the local Jewish community. And I asked somebody about it. I, it was after the campaign, a lot of people called to congratulate. And I actually sent out an email and I listed every single donor in there, although many times we're scared to send people because your words on the in a printout list. But I think we have to get over that fear. Because if people see, oh, that person donated, they want to donate as well. And many people in the community, one of the guys particularly I was speaking to, I said, oh, so touched people are supporting us. I said, Rabbi, I want to tell you, I don't know if you realize, I looked through the list, and a lot of people that supported you. Although people might complain, or oh, Chabad, Chabad, but they're blown away, and they want to be part of this, and they really want to be part of what you do. And this gave them an opportunity. So many people that have never given before have given, and not only that, I have people that have gave very small before, and suddenly they've gave huge gifts Really out of the ballpark and I called to thank them and they said, but this is so exciting 48 hours I want to be part of it. I'm from this small community. I can't believe we have so many donors. It's unbelievable So many people really care so it created a buzz it created the energy and again I am again from the believers that one to four is three times matching is great, you know But I spoke to some donors and said listen Robert, if I go on a campaign my $18 Becomes $72. Why should I give more than 18? I'm like, oh my god. It looks like 72 if my 18 becomes 36, I want to give more. So I didn't do to one, the to one-to-three campaign. I did one-to-one one campaign because it would make a bigger impact. People would give more. It took a lot more work. It was a very hard, but people felt that their gift was not just, you know, a little gift became a big gift. Their gift actually is necessary to make an impact. And I want to tell you, I learned a lot of things in the campaign, which I could get to as well, but I'm speaking to you more what I've done um, To make it the success that it was, and since the campaign was over, I can't tell you how people called us and said, well, I can't believe we did this. Everyone doubted it was going to work. Everybody doubted it was going to work. You know, we might grow up in an environment that we see, not grow up, but in the past year, an environment that we see so many chabad doing campaigns and campaigns. But our communities, our little communities, they're not used to a hundred thousand dollars in 48 hours. They're blown away. I can't believe we really did that. Even the local TV station called me to interview me about it. But again, I think it's key. You have to make your goals." If you don't make your goals, you don't know how to work towards your goals. In our case, the goal was not just making the money, which we knew desperately, but it was about the future, expanding the base for the future.
0: I just want to mention something. I think think it is an important point. Um, Just when Shluchem are doing these campaigns, you mentioned that you specifically chose to do it the one-to-one. There was a Wall Street Journal article um, where it mentioned that the best – Matching is one for one, and I'm sure it could be argued in many different ways. But it is interesting to know that there is that opinion out there that it is a better way to go. Because when you're doing the smaller ones, sometimes you could lose um, because someone gives $36, like you said, and they feel, wow, I gave $140, uh, you know, instead of um, you know giving $50 um, or $100, when it'll be doubled to $200. So you, you could stretch, you could stretch it further.
1: Um, right. and, I and also, that the, the
0: campaign ends really quickly when you do it. When you do it, um, you don't have to reach as, as many donors. And you're saying one of your goals was specifically to reach and to push yourself and to push others to reach uh,
1: new donors. Right. And I'll be honest. You, I debated a lot of the one to three versus one to one. And I saw that article, and it says very, very clearly that matches do increase giving, but one to one to one to three had made no difference. Now, of course, someone can counter argue and say the micro donor feels good. But overall, it does two things, my one-to-one, is that people feel that they should give more, and be it, press- and, you know, although no one likes feeling pressured, but it makes us, the shaliach, work harder to reach our goal. And it's not easy, but in the retrospect, you know, there's certain times I'm like, I'm never doing this again, and when it was over, I'm like, when am I doing this next? Because you realize right. emotionally how much people really care about you. Emotionally, you don't realize how you feel you're affected. Right. I think
0: I think we all go through that when we're doing a one of these matching campaigns. Is that experience of when when you're in it, it's it, it's a challenge. It's a real challenge. Um, but looking back, it's uh, it's it's well worth it. Would you say that sometimes we as shluchim could feel that when we have a certain level of success, especially when it comes to fundraising, our donors could could look and say, Oh, look, they're set for the year. They raised a hundred thousand dollars in 48 hours. $110,000, 105000 um, and maybe they're going to consider giving less. Do you think there is anything like that that goes on?
1: I was very concerned. Firstly, I, we, needed we need $750,000 a year to survive, so it's important people understand the grand big picture. So $100,000 is great. I did call a guy. He said, call me tomorrow at 11 o'clock. And the campaign was over at 12. I'm gonna stick, I I slipped stick my mind in the hecticness, and I called him at 5 the afternoon. He said, oh, Rabbi, you made your goals. You don't need me anymore. Definitely that might happen, but generally people support winners. People support people that are, people want to be on the winning team. People don't like us calling them, oh, we're in the red. Please, we're dying. Oh, we're going, to, we're going to take away our home. Meaning, chas that happens, we have to do that. But people will rather call us when we say, I want to stay in the black. And I was concerned that, you know, after I raised this campaign, a lot of people have told me, oh, Rabbi, you're successful. Look how amazing it is. But the reality is that's why it's a constant education, before I even started this campaign, I did soft sales. For the week before the campaign, I randomly sent out a Hanukkah report. I sent out what's going on. I threw in our budget. So, so a few weeks before the campaign already, people are hearing about what you're doing. So the campaign comes. They already got an understanding. And after the campaign was over, people understand this is part of a bigger picture. And it's all part, again, it's all part of a education, tree. During and post, so we thanked everyone. We said, and now we reached our goal. 100 whatever we got. There was 112 thousand dollars with the bonus round, and thank God this is gonna help us a big way towards our 750 thousand dollar budget. I, said that out I right think you
0: touched upon. I think he touched upon a really important point. The idea of that, that you didn't you didn't just show up one day and uh, started a hundred thousand dollar campaign to raise money for your chabad, but you educated people in advance, and you're constantly educating people about what you offer, um, understanding your brand, understanding what you what you give to students, what you give to the community, um, what your budget is, and then when the ask comes, it's a whole different kind of ask. I think that's a really important point. I think one of the one of the examples is newsletters. I think as campus shluchim, uh, me being a campus shliach as well, um, what, you know, when, when I went out on campus. I saw other Shluchim sending out newsletters, and because of that, we started doing newsletters. And um, I never realized that it's really more important to do the, the newsletters, not just for the parents who are not here, but even for our own local communities, because then they get to see what's happening. And and, and unfortunately, a lot of Shluchim that are not on campus never really got into that trend of sending out um, reports, annual reports, or newsletters, letting your community see visually what you're accomplishing with, with their dollars. And I think... That's uh, a great benefit that we have, that we started doing it for our
1: students, but it really has a great effect in our communities. 100%. And I'll be honest with you, I haven't spend most of my time fundraising, although I need a lot of money. I hate, no one likes fundraising. I spend most of my time educating, and educating not through fancy PowerPoints, but as you just said, newspapers. Personally, through Facebook, I'm always posting what's going on. Again, people. we can't just connect with people when we need their money. I think 80% of the time has to be updates. And once in a while, it's for their money. And uh, which right. I learned a lot from this campaign. I, I've done matching campaigns many times before, but I've never done a short-term matching campaign. And David,
0: would you share with us, after doing a campaign like this, I'm sure there's always things that you ask yourself, what would I do different or better next time? Even though it was a success, there are, you know, in the middle of the campaign, you're thinking, to yourself, you know what, I think I could have done this differently. What what would you um, tell Shluchim that, uh, that, that they can make what ideas could you give Shluchim to make a campaign like this even more successful? So firstly,
1: one of the first things that I've learned, we have, in addition to our Chabadon campus and our local community, we have many, many people, as this is a high-tech city, coming for conferences nonstop from Israel, from all over the world. Secondly, we have many people that visit traveling through. And thirdly, we have many people that visit for pre-medical boards, you know, tests and things like that. You know, a lot of times, shulchim that live in visitor areas, tourist areas, et cetera, are very used to that anyone that calls them, if they just call who answers the question, next thing I know, I'm getting emails from them. People in my community, one guy just told me this morning, I have no idea, I got a call from a shulchem for his charity, I have no idea he, how he even got my number. Then I reminded him that he went called them six years ago about something. I was never into that. I only have information of those that I service constantly. Now, during this campaign, anyone whose number that information that I did have that visited me, I messaged them. And I realized they were so interested and so receptive. So one thing I've learned for the future is to keep, even of those that you only service the ones that just visited, because they're actually even more appreciative. Second thing I've learned is that when I went into this campaign, I didn't go into my database and prepare lists of my donors of the past few years and who was under 500, who was over 500, who was under 1,000, et cetera. There so many times during the campaign that I, I just wanted to call someone, but I didn't know who to call. So before I would go into the campaign next time, is I have a clear understanding of my donors. Because after this campaign, I did look at the past two years, and I noticed the trend who gives when. And I emailed everybody who didn't give yet, and a lot of people replied. And I believe had I messaged them before my matchathon, they would have got involved. So the second thing I learned is to have lists. And thirdly, Ashley told me this before the campaign, and it's so true. Be on the phone the entire campaign. Don't, you know, Facebook, all social media, people could do for you. We could do that late at night or early in the morning. During the day call, I realized everyone who I spoke to gave. People that I emailed, some did, some didn't. Some that I chatted, many, many did. Some didn't. You should be on the phone the entire time. And finally, in this campaign, going back to what I said earlier about challenging yourself, I did not call the whole Avich. I try to focus first on my community, first on my people. And only if I would have been stuck I would have reached out beyond that. Because again, our goal is not just to reach the goal of finances, but to reach the goal that at the Amaxathon, the next twelve months, you built a much larger base, a much greater base that you could go back to for so much. So the one, I'm going to do it again, but starting Yesterday, starting, before the, starting the day after the campaign, I'm starting to keep better lists of even people that just visit. Before I do my next campaign, I'm working much harder enough to understand who is my donors and wh- what are my donors. So the next campaign, I know who to reach out to. And finally, see making sure to remind myself something that I have done, but to remind initially that I speak to as well, don't just think of a dollar sign. Think of this as a community-building program. It's like you do a dinner, which is celebrating. This is a community pooling together to support the cause. And always be honest with people. When people call to thank throughout the campaign, always be honest with people to empower them to become your assistant shulchan in all areas, and especially in this area as well. What I'm sharing here today is not just to do with campaigns. I think in general with our shulchan, if we could be tefeh amanat latziach, we can inspire our people to do things, I think the greatest thing we could do is have our community become, you know, in every program that we do, it's not, not the who's always calling, people in our community, they could help us with many things, they're not going to become our fundraisers, and I've asked so many times, and I've done raffles, and I've done all these things, people didn't always, like, want to sell for me, or things like that, but when it came to this, because it's a specific job, and I think raffles could be in the same category, uh, I didn't see it, but it's not like sending someone to become your fundraiser, It's an exciting, short program, and people are excited to do it. And I think for fundraising, I think in general, the more you can involve people in your community and things that you do, especially when we live in small communities, with small amount of Jewish people, the more we can involve them, the more they're going to want to help you. A lot of times we make these big programs, then we call them and say, please promote it for me. Why should they? It's not their baby. But if you involve them in the initial discussion phase, they... Own it, and once they own it, they promote it, both in fundraising, in outreach, and programs, or whatever you may do. Yeah, I think it's an interesting. Always, I, I think it's an
0: interesting concept. That um, in a way, just asking them to get others to give, it already takes it to a different level for them. Sometimes, just that, saying it in that way makes them realize that this, number one, this is a big deal, and number two, if you're asking them to ask others culturally came recallheimer they should give you know just in their right. own minds you know that 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 itself helps them understand the picture over here so yeah. you're, you're saying uh, that you look you were inspired, you should give um, you know you, you know you know all the good work they were doing whatever whatever that you're saying, and you're saying if you could encourage others to give it's um, it, it helps them make the decision to give as well
1: right, but also but the before my campaign that I explained in the beginning of this interview about the three goals, I explained it to like fifty key people. I explained it. Some of them I met in person. So I didn't just ask them to promote it. I said, our goal of this campaign is A, to reach new people, B, to educate, and C, to raise. So they understood it. And they bought into it and asked them, what do you think about it? And then they thought, it's unbelievable. I said, so now I need your help. So once you already have X amount of people doing it, so it's really cool to have other people help you as well. And uh, you'll be surprised how many people would want to help. You just have to, ask, you have to involve them in the process. Don't involve people. When you have everything already, and I just need you to work for me. You and them are partners. You could do it together. Uh,
0: a question that uh, a lot of shluchim are having now, watching the different campaigns going on, is that, orig- that for a while we felt that the, the, the 24 hours is the only way to go because it's so urgent, and that's part of the success. Um, have you felt that doing it in 48 hours was, uh, w- w- was a good choice for you? Um, I know it was, a, it was a large goal, but in general, the idea of
1: doing it in 48 hours and not in 24 hours? 100%. I didn't want to risk the 24 hours. I debated this for a long time. I was too nervous to do only a 24-hour window, I'll be honest to you. That's where a big part of it came from. I wasn't going to do 36 hours because then it would end the middle of the night. That's why there's 48. So for me, 24 or 48. I don't see a reason why we have to squeeze in into 24. I actually got 50% in the first 24 and 50% in the second 24. Um, I found that the first 30% comes in very quickly and the last 25% comes in quickly. It's the middle, you know, 45 50% that are the hardest. And personally, I just, I can't say, I've never done a 24 campaign, but I felt that it gave enough room. 48 is not long, it's short. It's short enough to make an energy, but it's not too short that you're risking, that you're not going to be able to reach your goals, and that's why I did a 48-hour campaign. And I think, again, in our, in our minds, like 48 hours, wow, usually 24. 98% of the people that we deal with don't even know about these campaigns. They think 48 hours, we're crazy. They think it's a major, major tight time to do it. It's never done. And it gives you as a short time to really, you know, really work hard to reach your goals. And I would definitely do, again, 48 hours. Um... People do 36 hours, but again, the timing I don't like because people are not up and at the computer when you end it. But uh, 24 hours, I don't think it's necessary to squeeze it. Again, I've never done a scientific study on it, but I just don't think it's... The question is not, is 24 better than 48? Is 24 necessary? And I think 48 gigs, the same energy.
0: David, do you have any last ideas that you would like to share with Shluchim on this topic?
1: The last, Yes, I would like to share that I am not one to be a guru on these matchathons and all these things. It's my first time that I did it in such a way. It's just a short window, but therefore I want to share with you: don't be scared to get uncomfortable. Get uncomfortable. Be uncomfortable. Do these campaigns. There's so many different ways to do it today. I learned a lot also about the different modes of doing it, and I learned a lot from my future campaigns how I will do it through which providers, etc. But get uncomfortable and reach out to your community way before. Help them understand you that when you come to this campaign, 70% of the fundraising, people-wise, donor-wise, should not be you. It should be your people getting their friends. And that's only going to happen if you're willing to get uncomfortable. It's only going to happen if you're willing to speak to people today already about your campaign that you might be doing in a half a year. And uh, I wish much success to everybody, and we know that the Rebbe's Barachas will shine down. We just make the keili, and the rest is going to come. Go do it. David, if uh,
0: a wanted to um, speak with you about a campaign that they're about to do, um,
1: would you be willing to share your, your number or email? My greatest pleasure. Anyone who wants to ask me any questions, you can email me at rabbi at illinois.edu those out of the state of Illinois, it's illinois.edu, with an S, Rabbi Illinois.edu. Or you could call me at 217-355-8672. That's 217-355-8672. It will be my pleasure to speak to anyone that wants to talk about this topic.
0: Thank you, Rabbi David Tachtel, for sharing with Shlucham about your Hatzlacha and unique approach to a matching campaign. We really appreciate your time. My greatest pleasure. This is Dovi Shapiro, and if you haven't seen our new website, com, it would be a great time to check it out. All of our previous podcasts can be found there according to topic. It's organized very well so that you as Shluchim, who are very busy, do not have to spend a lot of time trying to look up previous podcasts. You can create a login, and at any time when you want to look up a past podcast, you can do so. Again, that's com. Make it a great week.